I am your, uh, person one that speaks, I don't know, I, uh, player one. <laughs> Voice one, if we're going in chronological order. You know some movies do that, they don't go by the star power, they go who you hear, like, see first in the movie. Oh, really? Like, as seen or appearing, you know, they put in order. Fair enough. But anyways, that's me, I'm Jason Rossi. You can follow me along on Twitter, at Jason D. Rossi. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast oh, here. Oh, we got it, it again! That's <laughs> <laughs> like D. two for your last seven. 2411, that's like the Red Sox record. Um, the, that is Billy D. Billy, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. I don't know, busy work, life, all that stuff. It's uh, I feel like my girl Charlie there, who does like ESPN and then does uh, oh Charlie Caruso, oh, I love her. Man, the body of a battle axe. That oh, woman she's, is she's great. She's got it going on in a lot of ways, and I think she's really taken that like Renee Young role. Not, I wouldn't say she's better than Renee Young. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's not good, but I think Renee, like what Renee Young set the standard for in that role, she's done a great job. Renee Come Young in. will come up on this podcast later, by the way. Ooh, because spoiler. yeah, she's I, one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time. She was part of one of the feuds a little bit. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll see. But yes, we have a monster, monster main event topic we're going to get to later. We're going to buzz through some news to start, but we do want to say we are going to talk about and debate and argue and scream and fight and scratch Hito and claw. Santana, baby. Will Number he make the one. list? Will he not? Will he, we'll find out. We are going to count down the top 10 WWE-F Intercontinental Santino Champions. <laughs> Intercontinental Champions. By the way, I watched a bunch of lists. What culture had Santino Morella? Like eight or nine. Well, I've seen there's different lists that, you know, I have my list, you had yours. We eat combined them. We, I personally would if it was seasoned <laughs> the right way. Oh, I'd God. Pop, well, you, yeah, you can have like whale penis like or something. Cow dick. Whale no, yeah, there's some stuff like that. You'd eat a dick. Uh, no. You would. I wouldn't. Just because it's on audio, you're saying no. But No, you I would. really wouldn't. I think, how much money would it take? Oh, yeah, I'd do it for five, money. 500 bucks to eat yeah, a dick. 100 bucks, but like, okay, it doesn't we'll get on our Patreon. Like, well, it tastes good. <laughs> we're going to do that. When we eventually bust on the Patreon, we, when we stoop to that level. Bust on the Patreon eating dicks. We're going to say, we're going to raise money for Billy D to eat a dick. Right. So then people will really know what sure, the a lot D of people would love to see that. And Billy D stands for. Yeah. It'll be Billy eat a dick. That could be your new little tagline, because TV's own will be busted right out. I don't know why I keep saying busted. All right, so um, we, like we said, it's going to be all about the Intercontinental Championship history in just a few. But we kick off just, again, Rossi on Wrestling. You know, make sure you you know tag us on anything wrestling-related at BillyD2411, at Jason like, D. Rossi. Like, subscribe, share, leave a review. Yes, review. All right, enough of the crap. Has Mac and Goo left a review yet? I don't believe so. Yeah. I, and I'm telling you right now, there might be a war. Huh? There Fair could enough. be a war on hands. Billy D is one of the most talented guys you'll see when oh, he makes these shucks. awesome videos. He makes these great things for people. And he just puckered up right on two ass cheeks, one of Mac, one of Goo. And they did, you know what they said in return? Hey, here's a tweet. There's our guy. Nothing. Don't leave a review. But every time there's a review on their podcast, they're like, hey, look at this guy in our I'm reviews. in a lot of other people's DMs. Two, sending them cartoons I've made. I'm not going to say who I've made them for. Okay, fair but enough. But like, they're too big to even like talk to you, but I'm going to keep bombarding with them, with them, with that. So hopefully one day I can be like, hey, I did a cartoon for this guy. It'll be more like... You know, Are these bigger... Yeah, these like millions of followers type people. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you can mention people if you want, but yeah. I get what you're saying. You don't want to keep reveal it on the your DL sources yet. But yes, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Make sure you leave a review. We're not asking for a lot here. Be honest. If you don't think it's a five-star show, tell us it's not a five-star show. Then we'll be pissed off. No, don't off. do that. Don't do that. You don't want- Only want, five stars. No. Only five stars. Yeah, that's how we get better. I Well, do you really get better or you just mean more people have the opportunity to hear you? Yeah, that. All right. 
Dear, deal. We will uh, officially now change it. It will now be you have to leave a five star. Worldwide Wrestling News. All right, quickly, uh, where's the big show, Ben, in WWE television? No idea. All right, do you care? Nope. All right, well, I'll answer both questions for you. It wasn't really in question form, but Big Show has a new WWE production television show called The Big Show going on Netflix. Oh, really? Not the WWE Network? No, and that blows my mind. By the way, quickly, new WWE Network layout. You like it? Dislike it? Have you seen Uh, it? No, I have not seen it yet. Pop on your network after the podcast. Uh, That you use currently? That I use here, yes. And I got mad the other day because I thought you switched the password yeah, and on me. I had to ask you for my and then you password. Had, yeah, and I didn't answer you for like five hours. And now I'm getting a phone call. Come on, oh. people. Sorry, no no phone calls. We're in the middle of the podcast. Maybe we'll take live calls soon. Now I know how to do that. Uh, anyway, so yeah. The was big it show, your mama? That was my mom, yeah. Somebody called my mama. Yeah. Anyways, so um, yeah, so the big show is going to have a show on Netflix produced by WWE Network. Weird. Or productions. It's, it's weird. weird. It is weird. But the layout, really sick. Only thing that's a little weird is it doesn't continue to play... Pay, uh, pay-per-view to pay-per-view by year, which it used to do. Oh, I hate that. So, like, I used to fall asleep to, like, let's yeah. say SummerSlam 1991. I loved it. And wake up at SummerSlam 1994 or 5, and now it kind of stops after one. What do you think about all these different Netflix, like, the Disney services, all that stuff? Great question, Bill. I will say, personally, as a non, as someone who doesn't have cable, I hate it, because I wish I just had one great hub. Right? Um, which, by the way, I've seen some on the dark web of Reddit. There is going to be some of these third-party illegal subs out there that are going to basically find a way to grab the things you want. So say you want something, it's going to be able to kind of funnel it and be like, okay, go to this website, type it in and you can stream anything you want. Obviously it's not going to be on your, something you can download as an app. It's like the butt funnel scene from uh, Blockers. Yes. Which was great. Great movie. (laughs) Not, not, not an all time, not super bad level. Great, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. And that John Cena's daughter in the movie was. Oh, gorgeous. And her wife. Well, yeah. His wife, I oh, his wife. Yeah, yeah. too. Um, so what do you think? What do you think about all these new streaming services? Or I kind just of, so I don't know. I'm a big fan of Disney and everything uh-huh. they do. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Like, I would definitely get the Disney one because... Well, Disney's going to have so much. They're going to have Fox Marvel. Now. It's just Marvel, yeah. has Star Wars. And they're going to have, supposedly, every Disney movie. That's what they say. Yeah. And I know they're still going to use the vault, I believe. And, like, at times they're going to, like, put some out and then they're going to, like, kick oh, them in bullshit. and off. Well, they still want you to go buy things. If it's only $7 a month right now. You know those old, like, VHS sets are worth, like, a lot? Yeah, and those in the, like, fluffy white cases, I guess. Yeah, I had all of them. Me I too. I, had least, I don't have all, but I probably had, like, 10 yeah. or 15 because my sisters had them. But those are probably attraction way from thousands of dollars favorite worth of disney animated movie i did this at work the other day and everybody was like well technically marvel movies are animated by disney no I mean, that's i'm not yeah exactly no I'm classic go old school animation um, even throwing pixar yeah mine's aladdin just put it on oh, aladdin. see i'm gonna go lion king lion king would like change my life watch it back have you watched it recently i've watched it usually a couple times a year oh wow all right i, I, I love that movie Fair enough. i just love it i love the because you know what it is it's one of the few movies that like i can just i know exactly where it's going the whole way even though i don't like some of the scenes don't make me sad does a nightmare before christmas count is that what i think go? technically yeah then i would then sorry Lion King just got that is the best one of the best movies ever let alone uh like for animation claymation whatever you want to call yeah, it yeah it's great but i do like the lion king i'm assuming you were about to burn it though no i love i love the lion king i just when i watch it back now it's not as good as i remember it's still great still great still a six stone movie i think Ooh, but not i'm really on the upper echelon of it i think aladdin's like a perfect movie though 
Interesting. I like Aladdin a lot, and I still want to see that remake, because that one I'm more interested in Lion King. Speaking of which, last night, me and the Din went to go see the movie Crawl. It's a new, uh, like, oh, yeah. alligator, like, kind of shark wannabe, like, movie. Oh, okay, at best. Not, not outstanding. But the movie didn't start on time. Like, it was 20 minutes late, and me and my wife have a history of going into the wrong theater, Ooh, but not see. on purpose. Uh. One time, we went to go see the movie Mother. This is a Jennifer Lawrence movie. And we went into The Mountains Between Us, which is a, a, a Idris Elba and I can't remember her name off the top of my Either head. Either way, it sounds like a bad movie. It was it was like a romantic movie where like the world can't separate these two. Horrible things happen and they fall in love and it just wasn't the movie we wanted to go see. So like 20 minutes in, I ended up like going into other theaters just to make sure and Lion King was playing on every other one so I knew we were in the right theater. Fair enough. But not, not interested. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last week, loved it. Loved it. Okay, so Absolutely I've seen a lot of split it. reviews I see everybody's down the middle every podcast well not down the middle you either love it or you hate it all my non-wrestling podcasts that I listen to on my feed like Dork Mac and Goo Boxers even uh, Lights Camera Pod like they all have their reviews up I have not seen it me and my wife almost religiously go to the movies on Tuesdays because National Amusements or whatever they call now do Bargain Tuesdays $5 tickets $5 $5 tickets. Anyways, uh, but we ended up seeing Crawl last night because Once Upon a Time it's like almost three hours. It's two hours and 45 minutes of content. Yeah, it was nine o'clock and then we were like, nah. It was, I loved it. I think it's my favorite Brad Pitt movie. Ooh. You know what? Never seen Fight Club the whole way through. I hadn't recently. I hadn't until recently. Right now, gun to my head, I would say my favorite Brad Pitt movie is Inglorious Bastards. I See, just... that would have been mine. Oh, okay. So you like it better than that. Because I see some people saying this movie's terrible. Or I hear that without telling me anything. No spoilers yep. on this. Uh, unless we get to wrestling action. Because we always spoil what's going to happen. Because uh, we're writers. But what I've heard is the end kind of is like this. It's amazing. But like either people, it seems like it's very polarizing. Yeah, if you didn't like the end, then you're not going to like the movie. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's what I would say to people about Midsommar. All right. Uh, moving on to some of the wrestling news here. Becky Lynch <laughs> has come out and criticized WWE. It's like the new thing. If you're a WWE wrestler, you criticize. I mean, it's so stupid. I hated it from the beginning. Well, what we're talking about here is she's criticizing WWE over the use of her and Seth relationship on television. I just talk like people can see the rundown. I I, I noticed that, Bill. And I kind of narrated a little bit. Um... But yeah, so what happened was Becky Lynch did a podcast or did some sort of interview with somebody that I'm jealous of, and she basically said that she knew that WWE, they told them about like doing an Instagram post, they informed her they were going to use it on social media, she was like, whatever, but she knew the way my character has been built, this is not going to make us look good. Keep it online, that's fine, but when it comes to television, we like they said, we might do mixed tags, we might do stuff, fine. But then they made it like just a Just a wink and a nod, and they made it a whole A romantic like, angle, like they were opening shows together, it just, it didn't go well, and then the Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans, two titles on the line thing, it's a good idea, just not for these two. Yeah, and she basically buried it, and realistically, you haven't seen since that Extreme Rules match, we haven't seen Lacey Evans or Baron Corbin. Who I love both of them dearly. Love's a strong word. I do. I love Baron Corbin, and I thought Lacey was doing a great job. Oh, I like what Lacey Evans is going. Actually, I like that they're not on TV. Aside, Baron Corbin wasn't at Battle Royal. But I do like it, because sometimes there are two characters there right now. Put them on the back. Like, take them yeah, off you don't need TV. everybody all at once. Right now, we got SummerSlam going on. Uh, speak about some... My uh, girl, Emma. So, Emma, actually, real name, Tennille Dashwood. By the way, follow her on Instagram. You're welcome. Uh, so, she just signed... Not with AEW, but with Impact Wrestling. Which I hear is much better lately. Well, Impact Wouldn't Wrestling, here, here's what I can say. I just, I watch most of the stuff on Reddit now, um, and I watch most of their matches. The last, uh, Slammiversary was the last pay-per-view. It was kind of their, WrestleMania? I, dare I say WrestleMania, but their the Super Bowl football? big event. Uh, that and Bound for Glory are their two big ones that they've kept since uh, Inception. But they had 
a main event of Sammy Callahan, who had a run in NXT, versus why is her name slipping from my mind? Oh, uh, daughter. Brooke Adams. No, 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 no. Daughter of. Brooke Hope. No, no. God damn Brooke it. Brooke Ash. Um, this star. You keep you keep talking, uh, but TNA basically has a really oh, TNA Impact Wrestling now has bolstered their women's division. They have some strong women in there. And Gail Kim is retired, but like now is coming back. Do they still have the guy? Somebody call my mama. Oh, Brodus uh, Clay. Brodus Clay is. Or is he, he doing politics right now? I don't know what's going on with that guy. To be honest. Uh, By the way, no political leanings left or right for me. But watching the political debate with you in the din, yeah, it's like wrestling. Oh, I, I don't. It's, I. It's one of the least favorite things about like the world to me is how, how they cut promos. The, the, we watched ten minutes of the de- the Democratic debate night two. By the way, people under buses. It was awesome because oh, that was just, they have as many people as the freaking greatest battle royal or whatever the hell it was. It's like thirty people. There's for ten prison. people in there. Why can't I think of this girl's goddamn name, Bill? Why can't I think of? I don't even know. I don't know anything about. Oh, they already got Emma on the on the thing. Yeah, that's everything. she signed yesterday, right? Yeah. Wow. I do love her. She, to me, started the real women's evolution. With Paige? With Paige at that first Tessa episode. Blanchard. Oh, yeah. She's Tessa great. Bl- so she main evented their event, their last pay-per-view. As a singles Sammy, competitor? As a singles competitor in, a no, in like a no contest she match. She competed in the... The uh, May Young Classic. Yeah. Yeah. She's a great wrestler. No, she's and fantastic. she is like... She's part of the... The Blanchard family, right? Yes. She's the daughter of Terry Blanchard. And this is just, it, it's really interesting where they're going there. To have someone like Emma or Tenille Dashwood going there, I think is huge. I Even though she tagged the wrong Asian person in that. <laughs> things, things happen every so often. Oh, that was phenomenal. I am surprised, though, she didn't go to AEW for two reasons. One, AEW has a lot of buzz. They could use somebody like her because their women's division is really good right now. But I think someone is like her. really good right now? No, actually it isn't. But someone like Karma being over there now, having even, like, just they have, like, a nice stacked roster. They have but that they Allie could, girl, right? They have, uh, they have a few. They have Allie. They have um, Brooke. Uh, who's got the dentist? Now I'm really. There's so many wrestles in my head right now, but they have like a, the wannabe Bailey girl. A, no, and then that's a different girl, yeah. Kate Kaylee. But they have a good stack of like six female wrestlers, which is a good way to start. I think someone like Tennille Dashwood would really put them over the hump and have somebody that is eye catching and a great character. She's a great heel character. Oh, I loved her, and you know how I feel. I'm I'm one of the biggest Emma fans probably there is. Yeah, you were doing the dance before the dance was cool. Yes. But the thing I about Emma, she typically has phenomenal matches when she's in the ring with another great wrestler. Yeah, Paige. Asuka. Uh, yep. She had one of the best matches with Asuka's. Yeah, when Asuka debuted. Yeah, one of the best matches she's ever had. Yep. She is kind of, I don't want to call her the Seth Rollins of the females, but if she's not with a great dance partner, she can lack somewhat. No, I, I think she's excellent, but I, I can see really think she's... Look at Dolph Ziggler in a sense, and I love Dolph Ziggler. Yes, but like sometimes he's she's at not his best bad. when it's like we were talking. But about she her raises channel. almost her competition level up to the next level. So the, the the controversy that I'm stewing in my own mind is: Do you think she didn't go to AEW because Cody Rhodes and Zack Ryder are so close? Like that would be. I don't, I don't a, think so. I don't think Zack Ryder's a bitter guy. I don't. But not that I know him. But like. Cody runs AEW. He makes the wow, call. Was there right? a big thing that happened when they broke up? No, but just, just the like, fact that they broke up and it's like the conflict of I, I don't know. I just I that's somewhere in the back of my mind that Cody said like I'm happy she like if she had no other offers, I'm sure they would be like. Let's I mean, she was this. on the last pay per view. Yeah, I, that's what I, it, I don't know. It's very interesting to me, but I just have a feeling there's something about that. But speak about AEW, they have now released not one. But since TV we matches, two I know TV Rhodes matches. Is in the opener. I think. Yeah, so he's uh, see, let's or see. the first one that was announced. So they yeah they did announce that for one is Kenny Omega will be tag teaming with the Young Bucks taking on six man tag. What is uh, this Monday Night Raw? But 
it is actually going to be against Chris Jericho and two mystery opponents. That's cool. I like so that. So you Sign know what up. that means. That is going to be debuting. A debuting. Somebody is going to be debuting there, and I don't know who. I it's hope going to it's be. two singles competitors. Oh, and like a little bit of a faction. And uh, Cody Rhodes. This was like the first match. I believe they said this is going to kick off the show. It's going to be Cody, which is so weird. Just Cody, like such a non-star power name. But anyways, Cody Rhodes. He's just go by the American Nightmare. But he really should. Uh, he's going to be facing Sammy Guevara. I believe that's how you pronounce it. He's made some impressive. Um, matches so far in his run with AEW in their two events. You're going to see him also coming up at uh, All Out on August 31st. So those are the two matches there. Any excitement? Non-excitement? Tickets are going on sale this week. Does I'm excited anybody- about the Jericho thing. It's just tough to watch Jericho wrestle now. Just from a standpoint of looking at his his gut. See, I don't think he looks that bad. He looks weird. I'm just yeah. not used to him. Well, yeah, because well, he don't forget, he was a real fat there about 10 years ago. He was. The Legit Shawn Michaels fat. feud? No, he was huge. A little, oh, yeah, that. He was huge. There's some, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so AEW, like we just said, so those are going to be two of the matches you'll see when they debut. Right now, they're just calling AEW TV. I think that was like the hashtag, which is kind of funny. Mm. Um, but their ticket prices came out for their first event there and? in DC. Highest price ticket, $250. you are guaranteed the first three rows 95, 75, 50, 25. So it's too like much, too little. Early 2000s wrestling. Would you buy? Raw. Yeah, I'd. I wouldn't spend two fifty. I'd what was the Loge? Probably go for ninety. Probably I'm no, I'm thinking Loge will probably be in that fifty, seventy five. Yeah, I do that. I'd be see I think so too. I actually thought I was saying this to my wife again, I said because we like to go to wrestling once a year, the big events like I think five hundred bucks for two people. Like if we said, "Hey, Bella, let's screw it. Let's just go." If that opportunity was there for us, five hundred bucks. Well, two fifty each doesn't. It's not ridiculous. What's WWE front row? Is it still three hundred? I don't know. It, the pay per views probably have gone up, but I would yeah. say for Raw, probably around like hundred twenty five. I bet you it's less than you think because they have more availability. Yeah, then I, I'd still prefer to see Raw. But this is I the really first would. in time ever. That's the reason I think yeah, they can pull off this Yeah, I don't price. know. I need to be sold more on the product first before I'm going to go spend that much money. It is amazing, though, how quickly they're selling everything out. Yeah, it is. And I think the thing is, there's, you know, it's a lot of buzz. It's going to be interesting to see how long they can potentially keep those prices up because I don't think that's going to last. See, and I think that is why the WWE, but we've heard rumors that they might go to a PG-13 product now. Yeah, TV. Well, they, no, but then Vince McMahon, like, shot that down. Oh, did he really? Yeah, in the last call, he ended up saying that that was the gory era, and we don't do any of that anymore. Monday night was pretty fucking gory. Yeah, uh, it's, he's, it's, uh, he's, I think he speaks out of one side. I think he's just trying to help investors. Oh, yeah, he's, he's yeah, terrible. This, this he's Monday was being. vicious with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. I enjoyed the first hour of Raw and the last hour of Raw. Thoroughly. What was the middle then? I thought this Raw was really good. Like, yeah, I, I, was I, nev- I never felt like, oh, like the beginning was great because you had the 24-7 oh, yeah. whole situation. You were you were wrestling in the first 45 minutes of the thing and yeah. the, the gauntlet match. Yeah, and then match. the gauntlet match was fun. I would really love it if they would just set up a two-week tournament, though. I mean, I or love the gauntlet. one-night tournament. Yeah, that's fine. I, just that's... give me individual fucking matches with these guys. Cut some promos. We saw what Randy Orton can do in his. Oh, my. That Randy Orton promo, it, it shows how good their production is. Like, what Billy be. Like what you do for where you do it, and some of the stuff you see with like the podcast stuff, uh, you know, it's good. But you, it's called a little bit of production, and then a little and half talent, half production, put it together, and it blends, and it builds yeah. so much more story. It's- Randy Orton talked about the history. He talked about when Randy stupid. Kofi kicked it was stupid, stupid, and he stupid. and he used it not saying like he made a mistake wrestling. He said he was stupid to think he was on my level, and in 2019, he's still stupid. Like it is a powerful thing, but. I know what you're saying here. At the end of the day for Raw, we can set up. So there were six guys in that, in the gauntlet. 
Was it really? Was it five? Five. Sorry, five. So you know what you do then? You add a six guy. You know what? For the hell of it, add three more. And you make it an eight-man, one-night tournament to to, to, to decide. So in the first hour, you could have had some of those guys just split up into... There's four matches, next hour three, and they don't have to be long. I can't tell you how long... I mean, how many times Tori Tori Graves, whatever the fuck his name is. Tori Tori Graves. Graves. Said, well, you know, these two are at a disadvantage because they have to go the whole way. I and that, know, and, and that's unfortunate for him because we are, uh, and we've seen so. You know, this is like the fifth gauntlet match. I swear, in the last like three months, these matches are popping up left and yeah. right because they're trying to fill so much time. And it is. Don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, quality, yes. Entertaining, yes. But at the end of the day, it's do something make, a little bit different. It doesn't have to every be a so gauntlet often. match every time. I think that's like the new Vince McMahon thing. He's but like, no tournament, just gone. But to you know, I'm 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 criticizing just to criticize. It was fucking entertaining. It was in the five guys that were in it, like all of them. At one point, I almost texted you, but then the match started progressing. I wouldn't have been mad if any of those guys won, except the guy that won. No, I'm mad. fine with Ricochet winning because I, I think mean, those I guys want are gonna it again. It's going to be good, but, but I could have seen it. It's a little further down the road. And I think, like, you've talked about this before. They're not doing... The rematch clause is gone, but from Extreme Rules, we're getting two rematches for the two Raw titles. Oh, my God. The, 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 well, technically, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins isn't an official rematch, but Pretty AJ much. Styles versus Ricochet is. Yeah, 100% and it's just, it is. It's just interesting. I think that's going to be a great match. AJ Styles on another level again, but, um, but yeah, so just wrapping up some of the other news. The G1 Climax is insane right now. Most awkward thing and I really gotta get your take on this John Moxley's undefeated in the G1 class in the G1 climax great but he's an AEW wrestler are they gonna reference it in AEW I don't know but New Japan and AEW have no working relationship this is all like a Moxley thing that the deal that he signed but right now it's him and Okada on the top of their blocks not halfway a little under halfway through this tournament is that good? You think for AEW sure. or for Moxley or what? Like uh, he's, I think he's just trying to get out there and, and wrestle. No, he is, but he's un, like he isn't. Lo- he's lost in tag matches, but he has yet to uh, de- take a pin in singles competition. And he's used three different finishers. He has the old Dirty Deeds back, the OG where it lo- it's a reverse DDT yeah, where he has a guy's head and then it goes bad. to his stomach. Yeah. So he has bad. like uh, the the Dirty Deeds, which he, now he turns into like a jumping one. It looks a little bit more impressive. There was a different one that wasn't a, a DDT at all. I no, and then he, that was that was where he, how he beat uh, Jay White. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Parker there, former CJ Parker for the U.S. title. But yeah, it's, I don't know. But I just, for me, I'm all about Moxley. I'm all about him making the splash. But like, he looks almost too strong. No, I think you have to do stuff like that with this guy. All right, fair enough. Because he was so beat up in WWE. He really was. No, he was. And don't forget, he for like three years never was injured, never missed a shot. Yeah, and which then, was almost to his detriment. Well, that's the WWE way. Like, you have to go away after a while. Yeah, you have. And this is the one time I'll reference fucking Bruce Pritchard today, hopefully. You have to be cooled down to heat up. Yeah. And I'm interested in Charlotte Flair because she was away for a while. I want to see Charlotte Flair now. Well, I missed her. See, it's interesting you to say that because now we're going to get into the updated WWE SummerSlam card, which SmackDown, like, lit a fire. This SmackDown was fire. terrible. I thought the. See, I didn't see the beginning until the. I saw. The Ali versus Nakamura match. Right? That, that was, was great. That was pretty good. And, and those two have great chemistry in the yep. ring. Nakamura, I think, has had a lot of issues getting chemistry in the ring for whatever reason. But him and Ali were money. And then he's another was, guy who raises the level of his opponent. Like that's a good point. And I think you, the same thing with uh, Ali. He's just super Ali, hungry. I right think now. Ali is unbelievable. Probably my my favorite wrestler to watch right now. And I love Kofi. But watching him versus AJ Styles, he is a little slow in between moves. He, he's, he, do, he does a lot of the things I hate when you I know, see a wrestler. But I will say one thing. That finisher he gave him 
Oh my the lord! The Trouble in Paradise. That was, the, that was from the, phenomenal. It was probably the best one I've ever seen. Trying get. to get the phenomenal forearm. It was really great, and there's a great angle of it on Twitter. Um, but to, what you just said is really interesting. Ali might be the guy who looks the hungriest in the company. Hundred percent. You can just tell he's trying to make an impression like, every time he's out there, and he's so good. And he re- and so Randy Orton in his promo reference out all what's going on with Kofi Kingston. What, Ali wasn't going to win the. He basically says Ali wasn't going to win the championship, but the reason you're here is because I took out Ali. Yes, hundred percent. So what I'm and hoping is Ali would wouldn't have gotten the push. So the no, thing, he would have the gotten thing, the. Le- he would be where um, Cedric Alexander is on Raw, like kinda, awkwardly yeah. at the top of the card, but not really doing. And he was great. He was, but a cool dive off the jumbotron. But like, it's like he's just kind of in there, but you don't know where his purpose is. Like, who's he actually fighting? I just like that they're throwing him in. Me too. I think Paul it's Heyman's smart. doing such a better job with Raw than what's his name's doing with uh, SmackDown Bishop. so far. Well, just because this SmackDown was a little herky-jerky. But what I saw, again, Ali and Nakamura, great. Randy, Orm- Randy Orton's promo, great. Kofi versus AJ, I thought was great as well in the whole schmoz at the end. But uh, So quick, let's run to SummerSlam. You got Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Yeah. Becky Lynch versus Natalya. <sighs> Bailey versus Ember Moon. Ugh. Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. Hell yeah. Kof- uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. <laughs> I literally, when I saw Shane McMahon on my television, SmackDown had the old Raw problem. SmackDown was 30 minutes before anything fucking happened. See, I watched the last 40 minutes, so I didn't see any of it, luckily. Oh, so I will bad. catch it. Finn Balor versus Fiend Bray Wyatt. I'm in for that. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Be a great match. The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Why? And Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. I'm 100% in. And we'll get some tag teams, I'm sure. Oh, we're going to need... I hope we... Honestly, like, card is good where it's at right now. Well, there's going to be at least seven more matches added. Uh, It's minimal. There's no cruiserweight. There's going to be a cruiserweight. Two tag matches. They should give a a 24-7, like spot in this this thing. Sure. Even though Maria Kanellis, you know, the first ever pregnant WWE champion. That was actually the low point of Raw, that part. See, I liked it. I'm okay with it right now. I don't like Maria's character right now. Well, they, I think WWE just hates her. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that story. I don't know if we talked about it. I forget. But basically, they signed a five-year contract. As soon as they inked the deal, she told them she was pregnant. So basically, it was like a... So what are you going to do? I, I agree. I agree with you. That happens it's in real life, life, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I know. That's a good point, Bill. It is life. Screw you, WWE. Um, so we'll get... Next week, we'll do our full breakdown of, yeah. the summer, of SummerSlam. Of but right now, what is your stone rating anticipation a week and a half out? Mm, not good. Not good, because there's like two or three matches that mean something, and two of them I care about. So what would you say? How many stones? Two. Two months. Two, three. I'm right now about a three and a half. I'm getting more... In, I, like, I look at the card, I'm like, oh, I really want to see these matches. And I think Kofi and Randy Orton are re- is a huge selling point to me. They might be the whole two of my six. And The Fiend is a big. Like, okay, I, you I know what? Well, we'll give it a three. We'll give okay. it a three. You don't have to change it because of me. Just because I'm no, a great that's a good sale. point. I forgot about that. I'm a great salesman, I know. All right, lastly in the news, Roman Reigns... What the fuck was that? At the end of SmackDown, so first thing I want to say, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, watch it. Roman Reigns was... No one buries Roman Reigns. That's for Dan. Oh, I don't know if you saw that. Someone that is a good line, though. Because literally it was Roman Reigns was going to do a promo to end SmackDown so first of all horrible placement for this this should have been at the halfway point maybe the beginning so you could have had some story afterwards basically Roman Reigns walking down the hallway to go meet up with Kyla Braxton who I love Kayla Braxton and I don't know we get a first person view of a scaffolding basically start to tip over very slowly it falls on Roman Reigns. I look at my clock. There's less than a minute. I'm like, he's dead. We're going to shut it from there. No. And then, then three there other things fall. And then there was a weird camera awkward. angle. It was terrible. It was awfully produced. And, and then did, things you, happened. did you think those two guys were going to attack him? I thought something was going to weird Because they ran up to him. And he, not only was he okay, it didn't even hit him. It like, he, he was like, 
underneath where the case, the the cases are. It was awful. Like I get it. What they were trying to do probably could have been cool. No, I think honestly, it was once rushed. I saw that they were doing that, bef- like, and the match was still going on. Oh, we can have this announcement. Don't do that to your main two yeah. guys in the whole fucking company. It, You're just showing that Roman Reigns, even though he's not in the title picture, with the two champions deal. going at it, the only time a six man tag would have ever been warranted in the history of wrestling. We didn't have it. We didn't have it. The match was okay. Kofi looked a little sloppy. And then you're saying, hey, guys, the two champions of our fucking company or like two champions in our fucking company are going at it. But Roman Reigns is more important. Stupid. So who do you think did it? I don't care. That's right. a, that's the main part. That's why it's stupid. Because I don't care. And now it's time for the Rossi on Wrestling main event. All right, is our main event. We are counting down the top 10. And I came to play. Intercontinental champions of all time in WWE. So we, uh, we went everywhere. We put this on Twitter, on Facebook, on Reddit, on MySpace, on Tumblr, on Bumble. SoundCloud. On SoundCloud, on Podomatic, on your mother. And we got so much feedback. And I texted you, because the way we do this behind the scenes, because we are the best at creating a top 10 list. We didn't originate it. I heard a rumor Mac and Goo did. But I <laughs> yeah. could tell you that we do it better than anybody else on the internet period i think you do use what do they call it the math and goo oh math and goo whatever you want to call it but we have the same formula right 15 and was that no we do supposed to do 20 so here's what happened so last time we did our (laughs) top 20 on top 10 uh tag teams which you can go back in the archives and listen we said hey you count down 20, I'll take 20. Then Billy decided to say, hey, I didn't watch those guys wrestle, so they don't count. We'll probably get into that in this Yeah, wrestling. the Young Bucks made this list, by the way. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> uh, a lot of heat on you from from that. I yeah. st- we still get tweets every so often, like, how did you get the Young Bucks off? Because I don't watch them. But that should... Anyways, so... Uh, <laughs> They'd be the only one on a WWE list. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It wasn't a WWE. It was a tag team. So we didn't we didn't put it as WWE. Oh, God. Anyway, like so... It's fucking off-brand Frosted Flakes. No, it's that, that is an absurd comment. But so today, what we did, and I started looking at all the intercontinental champions. I said, Billy, let's both do twenty, and we'll do it. So basically, if we, Billy ranks him one, he, that person gets twenty points. Yada yada yada. I end up looking. I'm like, this is an unremarkable list. Mine? Like, no, no, no. Well, yours a little bit, but I was confused no. in the beginning. But I said, <laughs> I you said, thought I had Pat Patterson one overall. I in that actually wouldn't even make me as mad. But we'll get to it. So I said, you know. I don't think there's 20 that we can really put as great. Then, I think if we combined our lists, I, I'm no, assuming I did some 20. of them. Oh, you did? Oh, I, I still did, but I, I that was after. Did no, you give your no, guys no, 20 no, points? No, you, I'll show you my list. You just motherfucker. So, nope, 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 <laughs> nope. And my list is here. So you can see. Okay, and then I had honorable ma- So before we even get I into it. I almost stacked my list purposely to get the person I want number one. I think you still did, and it didn't work this time. No, no, no. It worked last time. <laughs> it sure did last time. So last time it was the Usos. Billy, basically, when we when we launched this I podcast, it. it was it. right before the Royal Rumble of 2019. And you're like, we should do a best tag team. We should do a best tag team. So you were rubbing the Usos balls for like months. I've been rubbing them for fucking... I agree. You've been... You were ahead of the on a few, a few things. And then you're also pretending you're like Christian last week. You're telling me how much I told I you. love I Christian. told you I loved him for... From Didn't make your list, by the way. For no, he, he wasn't. But deserve me. I'll tell you right now. Here's some of the honorable mentions before, and we have combined honorable mentions. But this was just mine. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. That's a D. Edge. Daniel Bryan, Roddy Piper, <laughs> yep. Tito Santana, did not make the list. Uh, the Rock, Triple H, and Cody Rhodes. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. These I, are my honorable mentions. 
Mm-hmm. And then want to know our combined honorable mentions? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, let me make sure. I, I was going to say. So our combined honorable mentions, these folks did not make the list and were on either one or both of our yeah, actual Stone lists. Cold Steve Austin. So Dolph Ziggler. Bad News Barrett, which, what are you no, doing? No, go back and look. He was a great Intercontinental Champion. He really was. The British Bulldog. I can. I, I will say he was the last good Intercontinental Champion before The Miz. Dolph Ziggler was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I've never cared about Dolph Ziggler. Yes, you have. The only person who's made me care about him is The Miz. The only person who's made me interested is The Miz. Oh, it's the you, only reason he was kind I of a good you, one. I thought you were going to say me. No. Uh, Rick Rude. All right, he's great. I think that was mine, right? Yep. Here's one that I blew my mind. Honorable mention, The Ultimate Warrior, not on your list. Terrible. Oh, One yeah. of the worst wrestlers but, ever. Oh, okay, fair. Correct. Correct. And I never found him entertaining. This is my list. No, 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 I know, but this is... This Even, is, like, looking at the list, I don't think he fits into the top he, ten. Here's why. The Intercontinental... I looked at this as different, like, waves of what the Intercontinental Championship has meant. When Ultimate Warrior have, had it, it was the ultimate number two guy. It was like, he's not our number one guy, but you know he's, like, our second biggest star. And so every time he's out there, he was as entertaining. And to see him with the cool yellow belt, too, I gave points and back. Blue. Yeah, oh, yeah, the blue one, one too. See, he, he was, I thought Ultimate Warrior, like, I look at him more as an IC Even champion. Even as a kid, I was like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah, you told me that. I remember when we first, like, met about wrestling. You're like, Ultimate Warrior sucked. I was like, really? But then I never thought of him as a wrestler. I just never, I never was into him. I was always a So many people guy. are going to be mad about this because so many yeah. people I saw our feedback were like, Ultimate Warrior without a doubt, Ultimate Warrior. But I think he's just synonymous with that, like, era of being, like, the number I think two. He, everything I remember him from wasn't with the Intercontinental Championship. And the way of, I looked at it is when I'm looking back, I remember Rick Rude being a great Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. I remember Warrior on other... He only had it, like, once, I believe, and then he relinquished it twice. Twice, I believe he had it. But, um, but yeah, so then you had also on your list, not on mine, was Shelton Benjamin. I mean, I love the guy. I he, was, he was a great champion many times and held it for a long time. Uh, see, he great champion's hard for me. I remember one specific match against Chris Jericho. I think it was, like, No Way Out or one of those pay-per-views, and those guys put on a clinic. Yes. I, again, I'm not doing it by... The matches they had. No, no, no. I'm just trying to give you my memory because yeah. I don't. Re- he just had the belt. I remember that. He's like D'Lo Brown to me in a lot of ways. That's gonna make me sound uh, bad, but my point is like he had the belt, but I don't remember ever defending the belt. Yeah. Uh, and then Don Morocco was on mine because he was one of those guys that had the allure for a long time. He's the Jimmy Snuka match, the famous jumping off the cage. I was him for the title. And our last honorable mention: Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the second this topic came up, I was. Remembering the greatest feud between The Rock and Austin was the Intercontinental feud. That's the original throw the belt into yeah, the ocean. Yeah, that was yeah. the best one, the 316 text message. <laughs> I may have underrated. I think I underrate Stone Cold, period. And that's I think I, I think, overrate, should I say. I think he's thought of as the best wrestler, period. See, when I don't look back, at him that way. I look at him as his character was bigger than everything he was, better than his in-ring product, better than a lot of oh, it. Oh, yeah, I think, but he backed it up more than most of those kind of guys. Even yeah, The Rock, like, to a certain Like, The Rock is a great in-ring performer. Yeah, I I, I think Stone Cold one of those guys I, like, I had issues with when I was younger, so I missed the boat a little bit on how great he was, and I look back on it a little bit different. And his... IC title reign started against Owen Hart. That no, was I think it was a, no, it was the second one, I believe. Was it? Because the first that after the one was 1997 when he broke his neck, and then he kind of yeah. skyrocketed to the. Oh no, you're right, because that rocks have happened that winter. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I think maybe you're right. And the, both of those kind of those two runs, yeah, I think he had two runs with the belt, were both at the tail end of 1997. He just made. It's obvious he's the best of all time, in my opinion, when it comes to making a story. Not my opinion, he's the best of all time. He just is. Making a story every time he's with somebody. You remember a lot of Austin feuds. Yeah. 
more than I'd say almost any other wrestler. I could list maybe the Rock. Every one of his consecutive feuds when he had the championship to when he retired. Like that's how he memorable he is to me. Yeah, he's he's great that. at making. And he was the biggest memorable. guy during the biggest era in the Rock. Right. And I think week. why he is the 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 best by far is because you it's also remember a lot of matches. Sometimes you with certain people you just remember the feud. Yep. Sometimes you just remember matches. Like Bret Hart, you remember matches. No, you Bret remember Hart, promos. Yep. And really, is a couple feuds that are memorable. But with Stone Cold, he had all of it. I agree. And you can go back in our archives. We blew Stone Cold for about 45 minutes uh, in one of our Austin 316's best and worst of his career. So let's jump into it. The number 10 intercontinental champion in the history of WWE. (laughs) No, you didn't. You had Pat Patterson at 15. This is the honky-tonk man. He had one intercontinental title reign, which lasted a record to this date, 454 days. Uh... And why did he make the top 10? It's because he held the championship, like we said, longer than anybody else had. And he was one of those guys that when he came out there, he was he, he was fans booed him. You wanted to see him lose. And he, he was the ultimate chicken crap heel because he used to always sneak out of the ring, lose by countouts if it was against like a Tito Santana. Had the mouth of the or, South. He had great mouthpiece. Peggy Sue. Yes. He had a great theme. He just had a great character. And as we put in here, his run with the belt, definitely not the best. But he, personally, was like for the He late made 80s, when Ultimate Warrior won a moment. Yes. And it was a match that he was not expecting. Ultimate yeah. came down, squash him. Five Honky seconds, Tonk Man seconds, again. whatever it was. Yeah, it was like 10 seconds. And Honky Tonk Man again. 454 days. That alone, I think, gets you this on this Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, what is it? I got a long black hair. Uh, and I, 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 yeah. And there, no, no, He's one of the first wrestlers I vividly remember him and the Junkyard Dog way back in the day I can vividly remember them on television yeah and Honky Tonk Man again is just obviously looked like Elvis had the guitar had a lot of stuff was just oozing charisma big character again this was my list I don't really remember him as an IC champion I just remember everybody saying he's the longest reigning total time one mode whatever and this is why our number 9 made uh, the list Rio de Janeiro was Rio de, a fictional tournament that people to this day don't believe happened but number 9 no, it is, didn't. is Pat Patterson it did not happen it did. That's the. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fictional tournament in Rio and, de Janeiro. And you just picked Rio de Janeiro. Again, we'll reference the, the podcast that's mailed it in. They tell the same stories all the time. That's why I know this one. What are you talking is, about a podcast like that yeah, for? No. Uh, Vince McMahon picked that because Pat Patterson can't say Rio de Janeiro. Love Vince McMahon. Just one of the oddest ducks ever. That's what I would be like if I had a million dollars too. But yeah, so he had one. It, Pat he Patterson would have been higher one, on my list if there weren't rumors about him being a bad dude. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. I was going to say, that's not a rumor, and you shouldn't put that against people. We're, we're equal opportunists here. We like them all. No. I know. I'm kidding. So, Intercontinental title reign, one. Total days as IC champion, allegedly 223. Who knows? And the reason why he's on this list, the reason I ranked him high is because I'm a huge historian. I Whenever things have firsts, I'm always usually very much can't into it. can it be it. her story? Whenever things... Did I say history? Yeah. How do historian. I think I Oh, her story in, whichever yeah. you want. Again, we're all inclusive here. Um, every time there's a big debate over championships, when it comes to the Intercontinental title, you always hear, Pat Patterson was the first. Pat Patterson, you know, yeah, started this. because he's fucking Vince McMahon's I don't, best friend. We watch a this wrestling product. This is nepotism at its worst. Fine by me. Or friendism, whatever it is. He, he again, did have some interesting feuds. I do, again, went back and watched when the network came out. Thanks again to Bill and his Ted DiBiase? Him and Ted DiBiase. You should watch him then. In the Bob Backlund matches, it's very, because it was at Ted the, DiBiase wasn't in the WWE then. No, this is like very, very 
like early 70. He was, it was because it was all territorial. WWE wasn't even like a thing. All right, that's fair. So I mean, a, I think Ted DiBiase is one of the most underrated wrestlers in the history of the And world. you should watch a match against Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson, again, we grew up, he was a stooge. He was this old guy. Oh, he was entertaining like, as hell, yeah. yeah. And he would underwear. Yeah, and we saw him actually last week on the Raw reunion win the title. But again, every time there's a big feud, they always will go back to Pat Patterson, the very first Intercontinental Champion. Whenever they're talking about prestige with the belt, you always hear his Just name. Just like when they mention the people who started at one in the Royal Rumble. It's always Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit. And that other guy. They always say, <laughs> two men have won it out of the first slot. Shawn Michaels, Michaels is one of them. Yep. Oh, boy. Um, now let's okay. get to the good ones. So number eight, Razor Ramon Ooze in Machismo in the early 90s. Icy title reigns, four. Total combined days, 438. Now, this is a guy I associate directly with the Intercontinental Championship. I think of him, I think of the IC gold, the black around the waist. One of the greatest matches of all time for the IC belt at WrestleMania 10 against Shawn Michaels. You could argue Razor Ramon could be so high up on this list. Yes and no. The match you're talking about, 100%. Maybe one of the... See, one of the better feuds over the two belts, too. Well, here's the reason why. Not only did it happen at WrestleMania 10, it also happened at SummerSlam 95 or a year and a half later... In the same situation. And people sh- say that match is better. Some people do. They couldn't use it as they couldn't the same use podcast. It as a weapon. They couldn't use it. They actually made it more interesting. Razor Ramon, probably a very, very underrated WWF character because he, this also was mentioned in that podcast. A phenomenal wrestler. Great wrestler. Never once was in a Royal Rumble because every Royal Rumble, he was, doing he was either in the championship match against Bret Hart or every other year he was in an intercontinental title match. Jeff Jarrett, uh, IR, uh, Goldust one year and uh, Shawn Michaels, I believe one of the years as well. Favorite working punch, probably Razor Ramon. And also took the greatest stunner of all time. Completely irrelevant <laughs> to this. But Razor Ramon. Really, really. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's. It's a Shane one where he spits the water. Oh, yeah. It's that's funny because he too, can't take one now. I know. But, but this is probably my favorite, yeah. But anyway, so he fought guys who made. Like, I remember Rick the Model Martel was like gone in my eyes. Like, oh, he doesn't wrestle anymore. Him and Razor Ramon put on like fun matches on WWE Superstars for the title. IRS. Jeff Jarrett, as I mentioned, and Goldust. These are in his Goldust feud was awesome. There was a lot of what ended up going to become Ahmed Johnson's character, where like Goldust and his androgynousness oh, yeah. was like rubbing uh, Razor Ramon during that Royal Rumble. Awesome. And Razor Ramon really did elevate this belt to make it feel special at that time. 100%. I. I... I think I should have had him even higher than I did. See, I, it was he was a struggle to get on for me because I think I forgot how good he was, and I had to go back and watch. This is that's what's fun about doing these lists for us because we the way we put them together, it's like okay, I have to actually watch because I think I again was underrated. I had Triple H much higher originally, and he ended up backing down my list. Now let's get to your sixty-four day champ here that didn't even make my list. Number, did you have her at one? <laughs> I'll explain that in a minute. Number seven, China. Not the ninth wonder of the world. The ninth wonder of the world, making the seventh on our intercontinental champions list, WWE history. I saw her two, on a few. Two runs to bo- c- combine time for 64 days, and here's why. A groundbreaker performer, period. But she was the first woman to ever hold singles WWE gold, and that being the Intercontinental Championship. When it was in a place that wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, just the, I uh, was just slapping that around. Jeff Jarrett held the gold. She beat Jeff Jarrett for this. In what kind of match? In a housekeeping, good, good housekeeping, housekeeping match. match. Take it for what it's worth, one of the more entertaining segments, one of the more entertaining times of WWE in 1999. In China, I, I will argue this. Stone Cold, The Rock, Mankind, Oh, she's Triple one of H, the big names in the China. Editor. That year, though, was like amazing stuff for her. See, I didn't put her on my list because I think she's Sexist. too good to be remembered as an Intercontinental Champion. But no, because then you had Stone Cold. To me, she's your 
you're putting her on as a token. She's better than just being an IC token. Yeah, but that's no, 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 that's crap. Because no, I really think that's what you did. That's like saying half of the. I'm not doing that. I think she she made the belt even more special because she was not only a woman that wanted, but she was like one. She wasn't a uh, a like a um, she was a legit worker. That's what I mean. And so she was great for this title. She made like when the IC title again. I was talking about Jeff Jarrett, which will spoiler. He's still to come. You have people that were like really making this belt special and getting a lot of heat. She, I believe, and I will stick with this. If I ever get to meet him, I would say it. I think Chris Jericho was Chris Jericho in the WWF because of China. He had the great intro to promo with the Rock, with the Rock, and then did nothing. China, and that really helped. It boosted him. It boosted him. People say it hurt him. No, those people are dumb. Absolutely, it helped him. He was doing nothing. He had a guy with a mystery. It made him a heel, and it it made him. Ensconced as a fucking meal going made, against China. Yes, it made. But I remember her more for everything else she did because her IC thing was so small. It's a sixty-four day reign. Yeah, but that's like same thing with Stone Cold for me. What we were talking about earlier, you had him high because he was a legit reign though. It was two. I bet you it wasn't much longer. I bet you it was. Look at it. All him. right, hold on. We're gonna. Do I'm gonna a say stack. it was at least two hundred days. No, no, nope. I'm gonna say. What no. do you want to bet? I will bet whatever you said. All right. Uh, I'm gonna be right. Uh, my credit card bill. Nope, that's <laughs> definitely not going to happen. All right, let's see here. Not that high. Uh, Command F, man. How do you not know how to work? I know computer? how to do it, but I thought I could get there faster. Then Command F? Yeah, because I'm really good at computers. All right. Oh, I just had it. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, six, oh, 93 days. W, well, this is, this is a controversy. So combined days of 64, combined days recognized by WWE, for some reason, is 93. So technically, either way, you would be right. 65 would be one more than 64. So good thing hey. we didn't take that bet. <laughs> um, anyways, but I look at China as someone that took the belt, put it on put it on her back, put... She pushed, knows, put it on her waist. Pushed it up, pushed it to another level, and made it a more attractive part of the WWE programming than anybody had done in close to a decade. Yeah, I'll agree. Number six <laughs> in our list is... By the way, hang on. I, I think we have to get this elephant out of the room. I don't even think you know it's an elephant. Oh, she was in. She should be replaced definitely on this list by the guy she was with when he had the Intercontinental Championship, and I didn't even Triple rank H? him at all. No. Billy Eddie Guerrero. We forget. No, I... People... Agree. I to disagree on this. I thought Eddie Guerrero was good, but I don't look at him as his. In, I couldn't tell you one match. Thinking he had. back, this, do you one have match, her on this? Yes, because I, I remember think he was a better IC champ. He, he, she stood out. The matches stood out. The timing stood out. I could tell you everything about it. With Eddie Guerrero, I was still watching Latino Heat. I remember it, but I don't remember any defenses. I'm telling you who he beat. Maybe Test. Like I have no idea what was going on at that time with the Intercon. I think that was the dwindle low period for that early 2000s with the IC right. title. So take your elephant and shove it up your ass. Number six, Shawn Michaels, the show stealer. Oh, one of the sexy boy. That's all he is. Yeah. Um, IC title reigns, three. Total days as champion, 406. Very impressive. And why is he on here? Let's be honest. One of the best wrestlers of all time. The best wrestler of all time. Arguably the best wrestler of all time. Someone that brought so much into everything he did. We were talking about Stone Cold earlier, but Shawn Michaels in that same place. He knew his place in the card, and he always wanted it to be better. To me, I remember him more as the IC champ than the champ. For me. Ooh. In his early run. No, you know what? To in be his honest, early run. right now in my head, me too. I remember that's him when for I was that more, like, the most. That's when I was 100% into wrestling, and I hated Shawn Michaels at that point. I, I did not like him. I was a Bret Hart guy. Me too. Through and through. I cried when he lost to WrestleMania 12. I'm, I'm probably too old to admit that. No. No, no, no. no. Like, I was too old at the time. No, to do you, it. it was WrestleMania 12. You were what? 12? I was 12. 
Yeah. I'm as old as every WrestleMania. I'm 35. I'll be 36 when 36 happens. No, I'm, I oh, it's a year. The year. Anyways, uh, I agree with you. Um, but he was the he really was incredible at this point. He was with Sherry for some of it. Yep, the early one. He had some great matches against Bret Hart. The ladder match, which I remember from a long time non-televised, ago, non-televised. It was non-televised, then, but I had that tape. It was like it was, craziest it, it matches made, never before yes, seen. Yes, it was made the and wrong it was a ladder match. <laughs> And Bret Hart to this day will tell you that he brought the he invented match. it. His dad invented he it. He did. Oh, it somehow God. in a basement they created a ladder match. Him but. and CM Punk have so much in common. It's scary. I know. Scary. Well, that's what happens when you some of the best of all time? Ugh. But the thing about Shawn Michaels, fun fact: three title reigns only lost about once. Oh yeah, that's the big criticism again. If you've heard one Bruce Pritchard podcast, you've heard them all because they're like the same oh, stories man, in every really one of them, them. That they always said he refused to drop a title. Well, he, he did well, yeah, multiple times. That's what happened with the feud with, with Razor Ramon. That's why there were two belts. Well, he didn't give it back. And he also, you know, the famous lost a smile, left the WWE title. That was for yeah. the championship. I know, but I this yeah. is just continues on. But yeah, so he only lost the belt once. It was on a Monday Night Raw in 1993 to Marty Jannetty, the only man he lost clean to. For the IC belt was in probably not clean. match. No, yeah. no, it was technically. Well, I don't know who was clean in the match. But, Neither of them. Um, he also again lost due to when he was. Um, oh, what happened? He was the bar fight when he got in the. He got oh, like, yeah, jumped yeah, yeah, in the bar fight. Up. Actually, that might have been with the real championship. But then he also one time got in like a car accident. He's had a lot of issues, but his titles matches you have to see. We already mentioned earlier WrestleMania 10 versus Razor, WrestleMania, SummerSlam 95 against Razor, Jeff Jarrett in your house too. That's Great match, yes, phenomenal match. Again, I have to fucking shout out that stupid podcast, but they told me to watch it. Would you stop saying seen... that about the Jabba Knocker? Give yeah. me some credit. Oh yeah, first mention. Holy shit, I did it. Wow. I did it. Hey, look at those guys. Take a drink. But you go back and watch that match. Too. That's one of the better matches. Of the era. It, it was 26 minutes in a time that nobody was wrestling for 26 minutes. Jeff Jarrett put over Shawn Michaels. And Shawn out, Michaels yo. in his best tights. Those blue ones with the black yep. stripes. That was his best. But that's an outstanding match. And again, the ma- the loss to uh, Marty Jannetty. So now, just to recap so far, 10 through uh, 6 is Honky Tonk Man at 10. Pat Patterson at 9. 8, Razor Ramon. 7, China. And 6, Shawn Michaels. Here comes controversy if you ever had it wrapped up in an enigma. It is number 5. Overrated. Y- oh. As a performer, as a Over, champion. as an anchor. Okay, thank you. Uh, Chris Jericho, one of the greatest of all time. He is nine nine-time nine intercontinental champion. Total days as ITC champion, 318, as Billy just said. That's not the big deal. Ridiculous. Here's my issue. Nine title reigns, and how many do you really remember? None. Not a lot. I remember a few, but it's like he doesn't stand out. As I remember belt. his early title reigns before well, he China, was... that was when he first captured. China to me, and I remember some of his matches, which we'll get to here. And he, Being a nine-time champion, again, this is in the Pat Patterson realm. Now you won't hear it as much, but anytime there was an IC title match, anytime, like the Miz, especially during his last run, you would hear them always reference yes. Chris oh, Jericho as oh. a nine-time champion. Chris Jericho. And he had a lot of them after he was the guy who the did The champion. Rock and Steve Austin in the same fucking night. Yeah, but you you can't go back. You can't. But like WWE stuff, you some people. Like People can go back. See, I thought but if you well. go back, you have to do what another guy on this list did, and we'll get to him, or what John Cena did. They made the belt the best thing. They oh, made the, United the belt. States, John Cena, John Cena never is, I don't care if we ever do it, but probably won't because it's no, not we important enough belt. No, I think we will. The we'll greatest US champion of all time is hands down Ooh, John Cena. I don't know if he's the greatest of he all is. time. There's a lot of history there with nope, WCW. Not even close. 
Ooh, he made Booker it the T most and, must-see and thing ever. No, they didn't make it the nah, thing. They, mm, they really didn't. Booker they, Team K close. Yeah. He really did. Well, that's an argument for another show. But anyways, but Chris Jericho here, yeah, like we said, the the up of it, nine title reigns. The downside is a lot of forgettable ones, and they're just forgotten, aside from some great matches. And one I think the greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, one of the greatest yes. promos of and all one time, of characters but not in, one of the greatest IC champs, not, at least not top four. Well, clearly Quite not. Else. And a lot of people thought he was the best because I think you hear nine-time champion, he's the best. That doesn't make, That's like Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. That doesn't make him better than Dan Marino. You know what I mean? Like It does to me. Oh, jeez. Now you don't even make any sense. But um, <laughs> No, because it's... It, it, it's real it, versus a, a yeah. entertainment. But I get it. But yeah, some of his matches, though, outstanding. One of maybe the best matches, ladder matches ever, that nobody talked about enough. Him versus Chris Benoit, 2001 Royal Rumble, where when yes, Chris uh, Jericho had that was the Lion Tamer yeah. on the top, uh, and Benoit... Outstanding show year of wrestling. I think 2001 was a down year, right? No, that's no? like one of the hottest years. That's WrestleMania 17. That was when people, like, that's the height of. Yeah. Batista wasn't in well, yet, right? No, Batista. Right, I think I'm thinking of like 2000, 2003 or something. No, you're like thinking that. 2004, 2005. Oh, all right. All right, I'll go back and watch that one. But that's an outstanding match. As we mentioned, uh, China at Survivor Series 99. WrestleMania 2000 versus Benoit and Angle for the Euro Continental title. I remember that. One. That's an awesome match. First Shelton Benjamin, we were talking about this earlier, at Backlash 2005, and for me, I think his best one, Rey Mysterio. Well, I'm not a huge Rey Mysterio guy, but him versus uh, Chris Jericho at the Bash 2009. I was actually watching that a couple days ago before I even knew I was actually was. recommended by one of the many podcasts I listened to to watch that like a year ago, and it's I did. It's really outstanding. The two of them have great chemistry, and that's kind of not great shape Jericho. Yeah, that was the so waddle to the ring, Jericho. <laughs> I think he was still in tights, but it was... Oh, yeah, it was, just, it was just the, the panty oh. there. Him and Triple H were having a rough 2009. All right, number four, as mentioned earlier in the podcast, Jeff... Where did you have him? He's in top... I, you want me to know, tell you... I won't tell you all of my ranks, but I'll tell you where I had him. Because I had him... I should have had him a little higher. I had him as my number two. You had him number two, okay. Because he, to me was what probably the honky-tonk man was to people four years, five years prior. He was better. Yeah, I agree. But he's he, you know what? Because he's a worker. He's a great wrestler. But you um, remember him as an intercontinental That's champion. all I remember him as. Like, literally his entire... I don't remember him without a belt. He And I cared about the belt when it was on him. He agreed. made it mean something. It meant something to him. He elevated the title. He cut good promos. He had great matches. He knew his spot. He probably wanted to be a world champion, but knew this belt, he's going to make it the best belt on the program. So he had six title reigns, Jeff Jarrett, for 297 days. And again, why is he on here? Because he won the belt three times in 95. Different hair. Different Different outfits. Different love, music. Different I, attitude. Yeah, I went love from, that stupid, like, cut shirt with oh the Oh, my God. The it looks like, yeah, I don't it's even know so what to bad. call it. It looks like tassels across his chest. But this, in the crux of the attitude era, this guy had runs then, and he also had in the, in the new generation era in 95. Don't piss people. me off. He went from don't piss me off to J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. He had two different characters. He was great. He was fucking great. He did One of the he greatest all the time in the 90s. Absolutely. And I think for WWE, especially we know the history now where at No Mercy, the famous good housekeeping match, he yeah. held the company up for a ton of money. But he and went out and fucking did the performed. job like a monster. If I knew, like, he took the payday like a champ. You can think of him what you will outside of wrestling. But this guy put on some outstanding matches. We already, I think another super underrated guy. I, I agree. And I think when it comes to the IC title, it's him and the guy. I, we're going to get to our top three in a moment. And I made, made some mistakes again. Again, reflecting on some things, but Jeff Jarrett to me was elevation of that IC title. It, every time it was on the card, it was usually second, third match he, of the night, and it was awesome. Good I matches. I think we're going to see a lot of similarities if we do the greatest heel runs, and I don't think we are qualified to do 
the greatest heel runs of all time. I think we got to do from like 90 on. Yeah, we, or we could do the last decade. We could do in the 90s. We could do different. I think we'll see a lot of similarities because the Intercontinental Championship is a good heel belt. A hundred percent. And right now, currently, as we're recording this, Shinsuke Nakamura is the IC champion. Think of him what you will, whatever. But him as a heel with that belt already feels a little bit like special. It to works. Me. When Finn Balor held it, didn't like nice. When Bobby Lashley held it, you probably forgot. When like it's you like, really have to be a special champion to carry it as a long time as a babyface. It's so much easier to right. do it as a heel. And we'll get to some of those. So Jeff Jarrett, I think, could be higher on this list, but there are some people that. And were he wasn't un- on a ton of the lists I saw. He really wasn't. Really. Yeah. I don't remember. I didn't do a ton with him. I already knew. So I basically filled my list out, then started doing research. I'd be like, okay, am I missing the boat on he a couple guys? He was one of the guys I thought of immediately. Like I said, like Razor Ramon sticks out in my mind yes. as an IC and chip. That was during the same and time with Jeff Jarrett. 100%. And those who had great feuds. Um, so now we'll jump into number three. Which a lot of people will probably say should be number one. And I think, or at least should have been number two for our list. I think the guys above him will get to. I think. I mean, for a certain point, for you probably still, he is your favorite wrestler of all time. He is. He is without a doubt with, dun, 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 dun. with a bullet. Bret Hart, the greatest WWE wrestler, period. Because WCW wasn't that good. Uh, his IC title reigns are only two for a combined days of 290. But why is he on here? Not. Not only is he the greatest... Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Where's Mr. Perfect? Did he make the list? What? I don't, was he even on yours? Yeah. Oh, did I miss him in the honorable mentions? Oh, sorry, Bill. You had him at freaking two. All right, so Mr. Perfect. You, no, had, him you at- had him at two. Oh, whoops. You had him... Oh, did we miss him? I had oh. him at fucking 12. He should no, make this list. No, 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 no. He still didn't make the list. No? Well, you know what? Maybe he did. Oh, might have made a mistake there. We're going to add him in. We're going to add a top 11. That's Holy shit. Controversy right in the middle of the thing. I was like thinking. Simple I was like, math. I know the two left. So that means we, well, you can take Pat Patterson or Honky Tonk Man and toss him. We'll toss talk, him away the fuck. He we'll, should take China's spot. We're going to talk. One of the greatest no, Intercontinental Champions of all time. See, I disagree still. I had him real low, but we'll get to it. Let's just talk about Bret Hart here and we're going to combine no, it in. No, 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 no. We need well, to we fold are gonna him talk in. About we need to him. fold him in right now. Well, we're going to do that when we talk oh about my God. It's a co-number three then for you. Um, He would have been number 10 technically. Oh, no, he would have been eight. Yeah. No, it would have been nine, and we would have bumped Pat Patterson, so Honky Tonk Man wouldn't have made the list. Oh, my God. Look at that. Screw him with the votes. Um, <laughs> he fucked up the math and goof. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I was talking about how great we are at the creating a list. Live as we do this. You can tell we don't rehearse. Anyway, <laughs> so shit. Bret Hart with two reigns, 290 days. Basically, why is he on this list? Because he did have a title run in between. He had that weird 90-92 run. Yeah, they just gave him the belt when Hogan was away. Well, in Flair, they like were yeah. moving on. So, the thing with Bret Hart is, his matches were... Out freaking oh, standing. Every match was The phenomenal. only reason he lost one of these title matches is he lost it to the Mountie on like a house show because his he contract. Was it was yeah, like well, that's what they said. Degrees, yeah. But they had, it was his contract was really easy negotiation. He had degree temperature. <laughs> really sick. That's crazy. And he still fought. Um, but here's the reason why. I'll give you it. We can break it down. We can Tell talk about it. Because he Ain't had nothing. outstanding matches against Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect, but. I would say, when you think of the greatest Intercontinental title matches of all time... him and Mr. Perfect. Tell me these aren't on there. Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam 91, Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 8, and the only time the Intercontinental Championship has main-evented a WWE or F pay-per-view was SummerSlam 92... Against a Wembley Stadium. In one of the biggest stadiums, the last time they had a pay-per-view in London against the British Bulldog in a match that allegedly Bulldog was, was drunk out, out of his mind. Which honestly makes the story better. 
one of the greatest matches of all time. Those three matches right there, if they did, if you look at anybody's top 1,000 wrestling matches, or top 100, they're on the list. The yeah. Roddy Piper out of the three is the lowest, but it was an outstanding match. And Especially it was on, for Roddy Piper. And it was on WrestleMania. And like, that means Crimson something. Crimson Masks. And, it was. It was it and was, it was the move that I loved Bret Hart for, the wacky roll-up. The wacky roll-up. I mean, roll-up. he did it in many shapes and sizes, but he did that against Austin in another throwback feud. Yep. Uh, I think it was 96. Survivor Series. Yep, 96. Great matches all the time with Bret Hart. I just don't remember him as much for the Intercontinental Championship. Neither I remember... Happened him having it and I loved him at the time but he did have that weird thing where he rocketed way up and then he went back yeah I, to me though I still look at him as like I didn't even know that was the case I th- I didn't know he won it again after he won the big title I'm pretty sure I could I think you might be wrong I mean, probably am wrong because most of the time I am yeah um, but either way if you say it with conviction you're right yeah so but still regardless like you didn't Mr. have Mr. Perfect on this list so Mr. Perfect alright so he had that 91 to be honest I'll be real about it I looked at Mr. Perfect as like I remember oh, him as yeah. an intercontinental champion. He's one of those I had guys, third. He's one of those guys that I think is one of the best wrestlers that never had a belt. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you anything. It I was knew. him and Bobby Heenan yeah, the whole I, time. I they know, were probably the only reason I didn't have him as two. Probably for me is because Heenan carried a lot of it as the as the mouth. Yes. But, I mean, it's but still a package deal. Yeah, and in the ring, he's just outstanding. Usually, usually heel, especially in that period. Oh, he was absolutely money. Go back and watch. I don't think one of them was for the Intercontinental Championship. I think it was a King of the Ring where Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect Oh, fought. yeah, it was in the first round. But I forget if that was the one, but Roddy Piper is on commentary, and he's calling him fat. It's, it's, oh, yeah, because <laughs> him, him and, like, Perfect had, like, in the Heenan family had, like, a little... Few... No, 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 he was just like, oh, I think he trained heavy for this. <laughs> Oh, he was actually he was just like subtly saying he was fat. Shoot, shoot fighting on him there. All right, so now our number Unbelievable. two. Unbelievable. You kept Mr. Perfect on the list. You could have looked. And the Miz I told, I, in the text I message, looked I said, and I didn't realize. Oh, no, you also didn't see my list, probably. No, I did. I looked at it. No, I, but I don't at, think I shared this with you. No, no, no. no. So yeah. then, yeah, whoops. Anyways, um, number two on the list, Billy did his absolute damnedest to get him to number one. He is, without a doubt, the greatest intercontinental Incorrect. champion who has ever lived. And Bret Hart we just talked about. But we have The Miz. I see title reigns eight for a total combined days of 599. Why? Here it comes down to his commitment, dedication, and the heart that the Miz has put into the IC title over the last four runs that he's had over the last six years. All of his runs have been in there. He the made first it few, the most interesting belt from 2015 to I'd 2017. Say like, s- since the brand split, he made the IC title belt matter, period. The, this it is, was the only thing on SmackDown that you cared about. Uh, that was during the run of AJ Styles where he no, this, yeah it was Dean Ambrose and Styles were in the main events picture with Cena and you had The Miz just cutting vicious promos on everybody showing just, up on Raw cutting vicious promos on AJ Styles saying nobody's here to see you they're here to see the fucking Intercontinental Champion and I was he cuts the best promos Today and I don't even think it is close. The stuff with him mm. and Daniel Bryan, yes, he absolute did cut the money. He's, he made Dolph Ziggler interesting. He Holy did, he shit! Did. That is a feat. The oh, of the Jesus Herculean, Christ. Ruthian. That is amazing to me that he made me care about a guy who there's no reason to care about. When you watch an impassioned promo, you can see it in The Miz. The Miz just has it. I, you know, don't you dare boo me. I work harder than anybody. This is my show. You can feel it. You can see that. You've seen that in yourself when you get mad. When it fucking Dolph Ziggler should have been me. No, no, no. That's not how you cut promos. This isn't about no Dolph Ziggler. We're, we're I'm just comparing and contrasting. This is why it, he made it He made it like John Cena made that title. You cared about what happened 
every night. I think The Miz was bigger than the title, than the title bigger than The Miz, regardless of that argument. But he it, he showcased. He, okay, here's my issue with The Miz, though. Nine, eight title reigns, some of them were pure garbage. Two of them were one day. One day. Yeah, so yeah. Those I don't are just, care about the title reigns. I, I know, don't I'm care just about saying, the dates. But th- that bothers me a little bit. I don't like when they ping pong the title and try to tell you, oh, he has eight reigns. Like, then don't. Don't don't gloat about those things. One day title reigns bother me unless it mattered for that time. Kane being a one day WWE champion was a big story and a big part of that WWE at that time. Miz, you don't remember at WrestleMania twenty uh, eight, he beat Wade. But Barrett. this was before the Miz was the Miz. I know, in the, but this is the beginning of these IC title runs. Then it all really started when the brand split happened and he uh, defeated yeah. Dolph Ziggler. And if he had none of those before and he only had the ones post no, the split, he, he would be. There's a bigger argument high on this list the thing is he would be number one still for me that's fair and the thing with him though again the spark really ignited after wrestlemania 32 it was when Zack Ryder won the big ladder match by pushing the miz off at the end see you later the next night on raw maurice made her re-debut and they made the miz an outstanding character it should have been a greater feud with him and Zack Ryder or Zack Ryder and his dad miz and Marie. like they that should have been don't like Zack Ryder. they don't and they say they just don't want to get rid of him because they know the fans will fucking uproar yeah and they're like we we love you guy good we gave you a title run now beat it go back to the scrap heap hey we'll give you a tag team title run with nobody will remember in a few years and back to the scrap heap get to the he 24/7 just gets token health. title runs he, he really does. does and uh it's appeasing title runs but anyways that started it all for the Miz because then he became a real heel. He wasn't just like, I want to beat you because you're nice. He became vicious. He had something to fight for. Well, friend is a podcast. Ooh, we have friends. Bridge Blake. I always liked the Miz. Why? He, he, he sucked before. I, Not he did, sucked. But he was like you in a way that he tried to be contrarian about certain things till it like worked. Yeah. But, but this one, he he did. He used to, I remember that WrestleMania 27 when he beat John Cena. He was like, yeah, I want him to win. Nobody wanted The Miz to win at WrestleMania 27. Nobody. And he was against John Cena, who people didn't want to see win either. Uh, yeah, I mean, The Miz was not my guy until this. Yeah, because this... this he, he, you could just feel it. He yes. wants to make everything he does the best. So what he did... He, and now he's doing it. He had that title... Well, he was doing it. He had that well, title run against... Shane McMahon kills everything. Against uh, Zack Ryder. And then he went on that a nice run for a few months. Then the Talking Smack promo happened that year, at the end of August. And it made everybody notice The Miz in a different way. Because him and Daniel Bryan, you ask either one of them, it was real. It, obviously, they knew where they were going, but they didn't know what they were going to say. The Miz looked at Daniel Bryan and said, you try to make this belt like matter. And you couldn't. I did. And, and did. right there, you if, even though he had to say it to make it happen, it but felt he real. did though. No, I'm no, no. Before that, he wrong. did make it matter. I'm not saying he didn't, but when you say that and you look at someone like Daniel Bryan, who the world loves, when it comes to wrestling, there's not a more beloved. And you think guy. that is a true statement too? I do. That because is amazing. It is because the it, Miz, and I do agree, he does wrestle the WWE way. If you think of a WWE wrestler, the old style, he does it. And he does it well. You yes. don't you don't remember a lot of Miz matches, but you remember the feuds. And he's not like Austin, he can't do both, but he does the feud better. He can get me to watch a match. So as you said, Dolph Ziggler. He made he made Shane McMahon kind of interesting for like a month. <laughs> well, Shane McMahon used to be interesting, but the point is Dolph Ziggler and him put on a feud. Yeah, for a great feud. So they, they bo- bounced around between the two of them. They had a match at No Mercy 2016 where Dolph Ziggler's career was on the line. You thought, okay, because for the 900th time, you're like, Dolph's going to take some time off. He's going away. And you had the Spirit Squad brought back. The Miz was digging into his history. He was a perfect heel. They really wrote well for him. They made the storyline matter. And this match should have... Talk about Dolph Ziggler. It should have been me. Yeah. It should have been 
the main event of that match. That was the night of the presidential debate. So they put AJ versus Dean Ambrose versus Cena first at Backlash. And this match was second to last or third to last. It should have been the main event. It was outstanding. And the crowd was so into it. This match and then the New Day... Usos, Hell in a Cell, are two times I think they really could have done. Like, they've given the main event to women now a few times. Yep. Those were two other times you can highlight the IC Championship, and you can highlight tag team wrestling. And they don't take the opportunity to do that, but I don't know why. Like, if it feels like the main event, like JC on the Jabberdocker, hashtag my main event, it should be Kofi and Orton. It really should be. Uh, yeah, if we're talking SummerSlam, it's either Kofi Orton or Finn Balor versus Fiend because it's the crowd needs to be yes. awake. You need to keep the crowd alive. But back to this guy. Well, that's my point to this yeah, he sh- is that when it's the feel, when that really feels like the main event, put it as the main event. Because when you put other stuff, you're like, I don't I didn't care about this match before. Yeah. I certainly don't care about it in the main event. Especially when these ma- these these pay-per-views get longer and longer. This is during a time when there was the brand split with separate pay-per-views Ugh. each month. So this is only a two-and-a-half-hour event, yeah, I, which I is great. Still. But we, we could only pray. But yeah, so that is why The Miz, at the end of the day, is the number two intercontinental champion. So now we'll go back and recount. Number 10, the honky-tonk man, dash Mr. Perfect. Honky, number honky 9, Pat Patterson. Number 8, Razor Ramon. Number 7, China. Number 6, Sean Michaels. Number 5, Chris Jericho. Number 4, Jeff Jarrett. Number 3, Mr. Bret Perfect. Hart. Oh, and Mr. Perfect there, too. We can put him a couple places. Uh, and number, well, technically it would be 10. But number 2, The Miz. And so number 1, when it comes to the intercontinental championship, when it comes to somebody with only one reign that lasts for 450 14 days, hell of a long time. It is a guy that I said earlier when talking about the Ultimate Warrior, he's not on here, but it's like you felt it. During the time when there was one one huge superstar, there was a boiling under number two who was a great heel, vicious, great promos, enthusiastic. You made you want to see him, and that is the macho man Randy Savage. One of my favorite all-time wrestlers. I love this guy. His promos, I went back and watched a lot of them. And the only reason I didn't, I, I had him as my number two. Yep. And I had Miz as the number one. They were just self-contained promos. They really went at it, but there was no story back then. You know what I mean? It there was a different as, product. It was a different yes. product. It wasn't TV every week. I think I think it's a 1A, 1B for these two guys because they sure. did the same thing. They made this great. They like There was Hogan of the era, so you couldn't be the main event, yep. but he made you feel like this was the second best thing on the show, which not, isn't always the case with the Intercontinental Championship. No. There was a long, dark period. No, uh, Honky Tonk dark- Man, let's be honest. The Honky Tonk Man era, while he's synonymous because of his longest title reign, you don't look, I, I couldn't tell you half of the, the matches. The teens of the 2000s sucked for the IC title. Yeah. The, there was nobody really. Wade Barrett was my best guy to pick. Really, they, there was yeah, nobody. Dolph Ziggler, Miz. Well, there's a more recent, but you're right. They, nobody really. Stood nobody out really there. made the title special. Yeah, the Miz Macho Man that. made it really feel like a second main event, and they would split them up on on the road. And like Randy Savage was a headline yeah. in one town, and the Hulk Hogan would do another one. And it's because Randy Savage was a fucking magnetic person. Yes. He was. But he was probably the best at promos until that point. Ever. Oh, without a doubt, he was able he was to creative. talk you. Yeah. Yep, he could talk you into the building. He was a great wrestler. You obviously one one is one of the one of the main reasons he's on here. What is the, one of the greatest matches people talk about and argue to this day is one of the Tito best Santana. matches ever. But not Tito well, Santana. This is the Ricky, Ricky Steamboat, Steamboat match Ricky Steamboat. at WrestleMania three. People don't even remember that was an IC title match. Everything but the ending of that match was iconic and perfect. And the thing is, there's a reason for that. They were fighting for a belt that they really wanted. Cared about. They did. It made it feel important. And like we said, Hogan was that, without a doubt, number one guy. But Randy Savage never felt slighted as a number two. I think you can see a similarity, especially with him, Miz, Jeff Jarrett, 
they really said, I'm going to take this belt and make it something. Same thing with, I've said it like six times on what John Cena did with the U.S. Championship. Not a lot of people do that. They put the title on people to make them sometimes. Or but, to give them a little bit more. Yes, and sometimes they're hoping somebody can make something out of the belt. These guys make the belt. You know what I think it really comes down to? And I think Macho Man oozed it. The Miz oozed it. I Machismo. think Bret Hart too a little bit. Even uh, Razor. And Jeff Jarrett is, they were told here's where we see you. Here's what we do. And they, you have one of two choices with that. You get pissed off and you mail it in, like we see a lot of times in any form of work. Yeah. Or you say, I'm going to take what you just told me and make it undeniably the best thing it can be. And that's why Macho Man's here. And one reign for that long, over a year plus, and this is in the early, I'm sorry, mid-80s, this was a time when people like, Oh, I didn't even know there was when I first got into wrestling. I didn't even know there was an Intercontinental Championship because it was during the Honky Tonk Man days. Then I found out about Macho Man holding it. He was the Slim Jim guy, and then it's like, oh man, this guy's awesome. And then you watch some of those matches. You watch during that time. He just made the belt important. He made himself the Intercontinental Champion. Yes. He made himself the Intercontinental Belt. He was the representation of it. Not he like won- Pat Patterson made himself the Intercontinental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He he just became the belt. He yeah. made it part of his entire like way of life and that's what you have to do with these kind of things like you said 100% you take the ball and you run with it yeah I mean the Iconics haven't been on TV in forever but they were doing that with the belt they were if, doing if social media was around back then oh, Randy Savage the would be man? all over it man he'd be the all over millions of followers the Macho Man would have if he was peak Macho Man like late 80s early 90s it would be insane it would be insane. He would be cutting viral promos every day. He'd make the one-man thrill ride look like child's play. He kind of is a little bit... The OG? Know. Yeah. The OG thrill ride? Uh, well, no, no. I mean, you could see, like, the, they just find creative... Like, if you're creative, it's going to come out. And it came out in the way that Macho Man did really everything. Back-facing promos, little... Uh, the, the... the What is it? The cream... Oh, and Cream rises to the top. He kept pulling them out. He had like 10 of them. Cream rises, those things were everywhere. I think this list was decent besides the fact that you forgot to put Mr. Perfect. Either way, so you bump off Honky Tonk Man. Whoopity doo dot day. So to wrap it up, it's Honky Tonk Man dash uh, uh, Mr. Perfect. We just did this like eight times. Macho Man number one. All right. Match of the pod. Match of the pod. Match of the pod. All right, for me, I go to what I believe are the two best one-on-one singles matches for the Intercontinental title without, like, gimmicks. This is just for me. We just talked about Macho Man. That was a little bit before my time. It's still a great match. But to me, I talked about it earlier. I sweated it. Miz versus Dolph Ziggler, No Mercy 2006. And I know I'm I'm adding a second. Bret Hart, Bulldog, SummerSlam 92. Watch those two matches and don't even even talk to me. Those are two of the best matches, storylines, everything about it. Incredible. We've, We've covered this a lot already, all the matches. I would say go out of your way and watch the creamer uh, oh, promo, promo and go match. out of your way and watch yeah it's the okay. match of the pod uh <laughs> go out of your way and watch either the Dolph Ziggler Miz promo from like August I think it's 2016 yeah it or the um the Daniel Bryan talking smack promo. I would lean more on that what, just because yeah where like you insane. can see no one else with the IC title has done anything like that Ever. Especially against somebody with Daniel, like Daniel Bryan. And just calling Renee Young out left and right, which was fucking phenomenal. Oh, that's what you, and, and, you tied in your Renee Young bet. And she was so good on Talking Smack. That was the best created 
WWE show besides Countdown, which I don't know why they stopped that. I will volunteer well, to go and work that freelance. Yeah, and the I'll Mon- make it for and you. the Monday Night Wars show. Like, they, they well, yeah, that was that, that was like a documentary style. I know, but they could have made that thing last. Yeah, like, they could they could continue doing those. But I agree with you. Countdown not being on WWE Network blows my mind. Like Countdown's everywhere. NFL Network, NHL Network, MLB, they just everything work. Uh, maybe they work because this podcast is going to be huge. People yeah, are going to be talking absolutely. about forever, and they're going to be like, "Whatever, Mister Perfect." And I'm going to be like, "I can't, <laughs> I can't do math." Um, but anyways, again, thank you Holy guys for shit. listening. <laughs> Not enough of that. Uh, next week, obviously, is SummerSlam 2019 is next week. It feels like it just literally came up, snuck up on us. So we'll I don't know. F- the last three days at work, it felt like a month. I was off for a week. Oh, God. oh, yeah, when you were just coming back. But even still, today, I forgot I went to the gym this morning. That's how long it was. Well, when you were coming up my four stairs to get up, up there, you look like my mother who can barely walk. You're like r- raggedy in. Oh, God. Um, but, yeah, so next week we'll do our full preview and predictions when it comes to SummerSlam. We'll get you what do we think of the card, each match, stone rating, anticipation, what you think what our, the outcomes will be. Because, again, we don't do spoilers on this podcast, but when we say something, it's going to happen. Because no. I think our records are probably under 20%. No, 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 no. We're terrible at predictions. But nonetheless, we'll be doing that. We'll also have a SummerSlam reaction. Then after that, we're getting into the home stretch before AEW Double or Nothing. We're going to do a full breakdown of Dean Ambrose in WWE as he's about to now, as he's Mr. Wrestling nowadays. Which is great for him. It is. I think he's a so-so wrestler. I think, but you, the Naito match, I think I, I tagged you in. If anybody hasn't seen him versus Naito, it is something to behold. It, yeah, but again, right, Naito's an out, outstanding wrestler. A lot of New Japan, those guys are all some of the best wrestlers if you give them the time, but you got to check that match out. And he brought back the old Dirty Deeds, whether you like it or not. I don't. He's basically face plants. It's, it's, he's just, I don't know. The Does he do the Three Stooges stuff still? No. He has gotten rid of all the goofy stuff. He is very serious. He doesn't do the rebound, lunatic nope. clothesline. He, lunatic is gone now. It's all John Moxley. Vicious, vicious man. He's a he's a bad man. He wears wrestling tights now. Oh, by the way, this came up with uh, on Twitter. What, what do you think of salt and vinegar chips? <laughs> um, I don't really like them. Would never really? pick them. Huh? You know what they do? They hurt the sides of my mouth. Whatever the powder is on them, always like I got like a sting in my mouth. I think they might be my second favorite chip. By the way, nice that we have a new segment called This Came Up on Twitter. Because yeah. you really could say that, it could be anything. Yeah. Because anything has probably come up on Twitter. I followed a porn star a long Excuse time me. ago on Twitter. And that's what she said. No, but oh. it came up today at work. Did her one mother? Of her posts. No, 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 no. No, no, she didn't comment on it. Oh. But I was just like one of those things where it's like, oh, I got to unfollow this now. Oh, it is funny when you're in, like, especially, I don't know if you ever use your laptop, like work or whatever work computer and you have your own personal Twitter up. And like you see certain things. Uh, like I, WWE porn is still one of my favorite follows. Oh, that's great. And it's always Alexa Bliss's ass or like Nikki. I don't Bell's mind that because they're at least clothed. Yes, I agree. But it's just funny if you're like in front of people and just like a, a slow motion of Alexa Bliss just hopping off the apron. It's There's like, like oh. Uh, how many ballpark accounts do you think there are for that in WWE? I'm going to say 10,000. I was going to say 1,000. No. They, I, I, I only follow that one, but I've seen other ones pop up. Oh, yeah. And they're too like, vi- like the things they say are too much. Yeah, they're all creeps. All right, well, that will do it for us. Uh, salt and vinegar chips, not from... You didn't... What about you? You didn't even answer your own question. You like no, it? I said second favorite chip. Oh, sorry. What was your first favorite chip? Probably sour cream and onion. No, definitely sour cream and onion. If I had a barbecue... I don't really eat a ton of chips. Like, I'm a corn chip. Like, I'm boring. Like, yep. just give me a corn chip. Money. Like, what about I, Funyuns? Those aren't chips, though. Don't not like Funyuns. Really? So it's like a lot of people, Soko. Everybody, like, I used to oh, love yeah. Soko. I can't. And then everyone's like, I had that one night. Like, you probably did. Yeah, it was all the puked. same night. It was Kevin's Basically, birthday. It was everyone, Buttercup. <laughs> oh, God. Everyone vomited. That's a story for another time. We're going to need an animation for that story because we'll get into it. But uh, future podcasts, that keeps you back for listening. We've talked too much. That's what we do here. But again, go over to iTunes. It's Rossi on Wrestling. Subscribe to us. Please 
give us a five-star review. Five-star rating, and Billy D will blow you. And then on no. top of it, um, no, I mean blow you in the form of blow you up and make you look like a superstar with a video. Sure, not a video. An animation. Photoshop. A Photoshop. He will put your face on Randy Orton's body. Sure. Um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Any and all feedback on our top 10 uh, Intercontinental Champions WWE, a.k.a. Top 11. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was the perfect list. Ooh. Frank says hi. <laughs>